You're listening to The Inner Mind. I'm your host, Frankie Pace, and welcome to uh, my show. Yeah, I've been doing a podcast for a little while now, and uh, it's uh, it's been fun so far. I'm really excited now because the weather has finally broken. We had a couple of big rainstorms here, flooded out a couple of villages around the Las Vegas area, but... Um, now it's beautiful. It's like 82 degrees, and it's sunny every day. <laughs> Which, you know what's amazing? All summer long, my bushes, they look like they were dying, right? And my wife started watering them. I says, I don't, I don't think you're going to get them to revive themselves. I mean, they look dead. She says, yeah, I know. But somebody told me that when it gets cooler, they'll get better. And I'm thinking, maybe it's winter in reverse, you know, like in New York, when the sun disappeared, most of the time, the, the leaves died, and, you know, the trees got bare, and the cold came, and now it's different now, when the cold comes here, it must change, and it did, it did, and beautiful bushes now, fauna everywhere, beautiful trees, the flowers are coming out, and it's not going to last long, but it's just nice to see all this greenery. And where I live up in the hills, I live in uh, Summerlin, which is up in the uh, <clears throat> northwestern part of uh, Las Vegas. Uh, it's really, really nice because it's got a lot of trees up here. They they put up about 2,000 trees, I think, recently. And uh, gives the area a nice look, you know. So I feel bad for the people down in the valley because it's you know it's basically it looks it's it looks like L.A. It's got that L.A. Uh, feeling you know with just buildings and nothing to make you feel like you're you know you're out there in the fields or anything. So it's uh, but I'm enjoying it, man. I am really enjoying this weather. Don't miss the snow that's coming. Uh uh uh. No sir, don't miss the snow. They got that Formula One race coming next month. That's going to be something. I seen they got all the uh, lights up. They've got the bleachers up. They've got bleachers that are, uh, they got glass enclosed. I wonder if they're going to put restaurants and bars in there and uh, people will be able to get drunk and watch the cars shoot by at 200 miles an hour. I mean, I don't know. People are spending a lot of money. I mean, it's going to be $15,000 for choice uh, locations. And all the way down to $900 for the, you know, us peons. You got to still pay $900 to see a race. Which is kind of weird. It's like, oh, there they go. Okay, now we got uh, 15 minutes before they come back. I go get a beer. Uh, did they come back yet? No, here they come. Oh, here they go again. I got another 15. I, I guess I'll run to the bathroom. I mean, that's, you know, what are you going to see? You see them for a few seconds, and they go down to uh, Harmon Street, shoot down to, uh, I believe it's going to be Colville, I'm not sure, or Paradise, maybe one of the two, and Paradise Avenue, and shoot back up to, uh, uh, what's the name of that place now, uh, Sands Avenue, and then shoot up back up to the Las Vegas Boulevard, and they get that square going, and, you know, they've got uh, bleachers on, yeah, they got bleaches on Paradise Avenue. They got bleaches on, uh, where else? 
Was it Coval? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's Coval or Paradise. I get confused. I'm not living here that long, so. Uh, but uh, that's going to be exciting. 400,000 people, they estimate, from all over the planet. Maybe more. Uh, they're talking about making a billion dollars. Talk about greed. <laughs> I mean, they could have built the track out there, right? Built the track, and then it could bust the people out, and everybody could sit down in this big arena and be, you know, and they'd watch them go in circles. And over here, it's so dangerous, they're going to be on a strip. What if one of them hits a coconut tree? Well, I guess that's going to be the highlight of the night, right? Seeing one of them poor cars flipping in midair. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Oh, well. They're doing a lot here. They're going to put in a baseball field, taking down Tropicana, taking down the, uh, they want to take down that nice big, uh, I forget what they call it, it's Caesar's uh, canopy type thing on, on the, I forget what they call it now. Uh, usually you have it in your backyard. It's a big thing you could sit in there and it keeps the sun out of you. But they got this one made out of stone uh, on the uh I'm boring you, right? Because I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. Anyway, they're going to do that, take that down. I don't know what they're going to put up over there. Uh, they got the uh, Mirage is taking down the fountain because uh, Hard Rock Cafe, uh, they bought it. They bought Mirage, and they're going to put up their guitar hotel, put that up there. And Keith Richards will be on the 30th floor pissing out weed, I guess. Hey, man, welcome to the Rolling Stones. Uh, yeah. And, uh, oh, yeah, the Fountain Blue is going to open up in December. That's going to be wild. Four, I think there's like 4,000 rooms. Huge. Your place is huge. So can you imagine the amount of cars? I was here in the 80s when I was doing shows here. And, you know, I, I would drive up from Las Vegas and pull up to the Riviera Hotel and Casino and uh, just park my car on the side. Tell the valley, I'm going to leave it there. Yeah, that's okay. Throw him a couple of bucks, you know. And uh, you, you didn't need a car, really, in, in Vegas. I mean, to, to rent a car, unless you're going to go to Lake Mead or go see the dam, Hoover Dam, uh, yeah, you don't need it, you know. I mean, and three days in, in Vegas, I think, is enough. I mean, after a while, like, oh, another building. Uh, and, you know, they were all the same inside. Casinos, you know. So... Uh, but they uh, they have some really good shows here. Kate Perry's going to be finishing up pretty soon, and uh, Beyonce is here, and a lot of the comics that I knew, like Ray Romano, and uh, what's his name, uh, Bill Burr. He was here. Did great. He did so good they gave him another night. <laughs> He's an amazing kid. He really is. Got to give him the creds, man. You got to give creds where it's credits due. The only thing I'm bugging me is the. Uh, talking to the audience i just don't understand it i guess it's got to the point now where the audience wants to be part of the show you know because it it inhibits i think it doesn't i don't know maybe i'm crazy but uh, do do an act you know you're up there to do an act not talk to the people where you're from you know oh you're german oh is that your tank parked outside i borrowed this bit by the way by uh by you know old-time comics so i don't want to get sued here but uh, but that's the that's the way they do it, you know. They talk to the audience, and everybody laughs, and and they forget about the show because the show is now the crowd, you know. So uh, 
I had <laughs> I'd had to deal with two hecklers once because it seemed that these two people sitting up front got their kicks out of laughing off key. You know what I mean? Uh, when I did the joke, they weren't laughing, but they were laughing at something stupid, and everybody would laugh because they're laughing. So they would try to become the hit of the show. So I says, "Hey man, you know, can you give me a break?" And you know, this guy says, uh, "No, just do your show, man. Don't worry about us." So I looked at the audience and I said, "You know, God in His wisdom made this beautiful planet Earth." And he said, "Ah, it's such a good planet. I got to put a lot of beautiful people on this planet." And then he thought about it and he said. I really should make some assholes. And then I pointed to them. There you go. You know, so they didn't like that. They got up and walked out. And that was the best best thing for my show. I got a big applause from the audience and everything. And I went back to my act instead of talking to people in the crowd. But that's the new norm now. You know, it's uh, they're not doing jokes like in the old days, you know, of uh, Red Buttons or Sid Caesar or Milton Berle down, you know. They're not doing Joey Bishop anymore. They're not doing. Uh, they're not even doing Gilbert Gottfried. I don't think. Uh, you know, it's totally different today. So what the kid? The kids are different. Everybody thinks differently, and uh, I guess your crowd goes up with you as you get older. Your crowd gets older, and the young ones come in and they want young comics. And but uh, I'm fortunate. I'm fortunate. I can I can mix it up with the young ones, because uh, I don't give a shit. You know. That's the way you got to be on stage. I love to have fun. And that's the name of the game, getting up on that stage and having fun. So, well, that's the end of that story. Sometimes it gets a little boring up here. I mean, it's beautiful every day. You don't know what to do with yourself. I go to the gym with the wife. You know, we go to the gym. We work out. Sometimes we go to the park. You know, we've got a beautiful park where we are. Uh, Kids are playing basketball and little kids are running around people with their dogs and it's kind of cute it's almost like a mini central park you know and the best part is uh seeing a couple of celebrities once in a while mark Wahlberg was uh jogging around the park so uh nobody bothers him i mean he just waves at everybody and that's uh, it's pretty cool it's pretty cool he's building a big house up here uh forget the name of the new area they call it i don't know if they call it prime or something i don't know but he's got 20 acres of land and I don't know what he's going to do. If he puts up a, a, a studio, I got my set card. I'm ready to go. You know, so. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, a little bit more boredom. I started uh, messing around with TikTok. And I got a new thing I'm doing. I think it's pretty cool. I like it. It's called uh, Ash the Godfather. I play this mob guy that's kind of like a dear Abby. He tries to help people out, you know. And I've been getting a good response. I still don't know how to run TikTok that well, but I'm learning. And uh, hopefully I'm hoping to get a lot of people to listen to it. I'll give you an example of one of my, uh, one of my uh, readings. Uh, this is one he gets, uh, he gets from this lady, Lucy. It's really upset. And it goes like this. Dear Godfather, I'm really upset. My name is Lucy, and my son is, I believe, a lazy, no good bum. I say that because he's 27 years old. He lives in my basement, drinks beer all day, won't get a job, 
and plays video games with his friends down there. And they play all night, making noise and everything. It's driving us crazy. My husband tried to get him out a few times, but it doesn't work. Maybe you can give us some advice. Well, dear Lucy, I have two ways of doing this. One, with a little fee from you, I can get Vito to go down there and talk to these guys and maybe straighten them out. And if that doesn't work, we can go to plan number two, which is flood the basement. <laughs> That's one of the one of the bits I do. I got a whole bunch of bits that I do. And I'm starting to love doing it, doing a character. And it's a video. I got a fedora hat on. If you get a chance, go to TikTok and uh, type in Ask the Godfather. As you hear it, A-S-K-D-A-G-O-D. F-A-D-D-A, H the Godfather. So thanks for listening to that. So enjoying myself out here, but I got to be honest with you. I miss New York. I really miss New York. I really do. I love it up here. People are nice. They're quiet. They're uh, they're all heavy. Oh, my God. I, I never saw so many women that were overweight. I mean, these girls, I, she, I don't know what's going on. I mean, I guess they're not... There's no competition, and everybody's sweet to each other. And But they're huge. Some of them are huge. You know, you want to go up and say, sweetheart, stop doing what you're doing. You're going to die young, you know. But that's the way it is. And then there were a lot of good-looking, uh, you know, uh, hot babes shopping in the supermarket, you know. they <laughs> Some of them are wearing hardly anything. I mean, it's amazing to let them walk in the, in, the, in the supermarket like that, you know. They come in with their dogs. <laughs> You know, I was thinking for a joke, I'd go out and rent a Great Dane and come in there with a saddle on it, you know. And I could have a, a little uh, little toy doll sitting on a saddle and just walk him around and make believe I'm looking for horse food or something. <laughs> something weird, you know. One thing I got to say is I got a little older. Man, the, the days go so fast. Really. They're just shooting by. The months are shooting. I'm here two and a half years already. I can't believe it. I felt like I moved out here yesterday, you know. And uh, But, you know, so I got some friends up here. We have a good time. We go to each other's house and have dinners and, uh, you know, they throw parties, everything. And it's, it's, it's fun. But as usual, New York always comes to mind, you know, especially uh, the main thing I miss, believe it or not, is the food. <laughs> <clears throat> Oh, yeah, the food. These people are nice out here, but I don't think they can cook for nothing, man. Really. I've been to a bunch of restaurants out here that say they're Italian. Uh-uh, it ain't happening. Uh, there's no way. Uh, I'm not going to name the restaurants because, you know, they got to do business. But uh, there's about four of them I went to, and I was very disappointed. And uh, same thing with the uh, Chinese. I went to a couple of Chinese restaurants and... Uh, uh, I'm going to try Korean barbecue next. I heard that's really good. Someone told me that uh, it's it's different way of cooking. I think they're cooking on a drum or something. I don't know. So. Living out in Long Island, I miss Giuseppe's uh, supermarket. It's a real Italiano ginzo joint. You see all the old ladies come in, you know, with the big fat arms that are flapping away, picking up all this stuff to make stuff at home and, you know, the bajol and, 
you know, the, the lobster's fresh, all this stuff is fresh, the clams are fresh. You know, it's hard to get stuff here. You got to be careful because, uh, uh, you know, they're, they're limited. And uh, I don't know, I don't like to take a chance on anything, I'll be honest with you. I, we went to a couple of places and my stomach wasn't doing too well, especially Mexican. It's hard to find, for me, for me, it's hard to find a Mexican restaurant that doesn't, you know, give me Montezuma's revenge. So, but, uh, so we cook at home. Yeah. I just made uh, <clears throat> fantastic meatballs. I got on the uh, internet and I checked out Bobby Flay. If you want to make great meatballs, Bobby Flay's meatballs are the freaking best. Everybody tells me how great I am. It's not me. <laughs> it's not me. I just copied somebody, you know. And that's why he's number one because I'm telling you, man, really good. Really good. You should check him out. Then I got this really old Italian guy with broken English. I'll make it to you for today. Is he going to make a, your a chicken franchise? Eh? You're going to like it, he say. First, you take the chicken. You beat the crap out of the chicken. Bang, bang, bang. You know, so I watched him, and I made the chicken franchise. And one of my friends went crazy. He said, man, this is delicious. How the hell did you make it? I wouldn't tell him how. I said, I got a recipe. <laughs> You know, meanwhile, I'm plagiarizing the guy, you know. I forgot his name or else I would tell you his name. Maybe next time if I remember it, I'll, I'll do that. Haven't haven't been doing much comedy around Vegas. Uh, they don't want to pay. They just don't want to pay. And um, a lot of these places, they want you to work for nothing. I mean, really. So uh, I got to hold back. I, I do get some good work. But I got to be patient, you know, and uh, I, I did one show it was really great. I did at the Westin for uh, Bonkers. Bonkers uh, hired me out there in Las Vegas, uh, Lake Las Vegas, the Westin out there. We did about 500 people. That was a lot of fun. And I got paid well, you know. So stuff like that. I did the uh, Nevada Room. That was crowded. But the guy made a mistake. He booked me for the next week. And I said, look, I don't fill rooms, man. You know, I, I do my job. But the days of filling rooms, nobody knows me anymore, you know. So this first week, we did okay. But the next week, you want to do I says, I can't guarantee it, you know. So he had to end up uh, giving giving tickets away so we could fill the place up, you know. But, uh, you know, I know what I'm talking about. So if you don't listen to me, that's the way it goes, you know. And I'm watching these young comics, and uh, oh yeah, yeah, eighty-five thousand comedians, and uh, you know, you better you better finish college, guys. You better get that trade. You know, plumber, electrician, carpenter, technician. You know, working for a doctor or whatever you can. You know, because this is uh, this business. Is very very hard to get into now. It's like when the bands first started. You know, everybody wanted to have a band, the band, and now there's so many bands out there. Same thing with rap. You know, one rapper makes it. You know, uh, and then everybody wants to do rap. So and it gets to the point where it's diluted, and all these uh, all these uh, uh, things are diluted now, and it's really hurting because there's so many talented people out there. But it's hard to find them, you know. But I, I think we still get some great guys and great ladies out there to, to do comedy. 
It's just that a lot of people are going to be disillusioned. And, uh, you know, it's not karaoke comedy, guys. You really got to sit down and think about what you want to do. So I, I would suggest that. And to me, to get on stage, it's a natural thing. I'll be honest with you. I naturally loved getting on stage. And a lot of my uh, cohorts, guys that I know through the years, they, they feel the same way. Uh, they just get up there and they do what they got to do, you know. I noticed the young guys, more college-educated, they come on, you know, with that brilliant attitude when they talk to the crowd. And uh, unfortunately, the crowd is in the same mode because they're mostly college kids, you know. In my day, it was split. You know, you had hard-working kids and you had college kids. So you could, you know, uh, maneuver easily. But today, it's uh, you got to go... It seems like you got to go, almost go one way. But I, I always believe if you're truly funny and if you have the ability, it, it'll work out. You know? You'll develop your own style, like uh, Bill Burr did. What was his first line when he came out on stage? Somebody told me. <laughs> he, he said, hi, I'm Bill Burr. You, you must have met my brother. He was out here recently. You know, my brother, Tim. <laughs> Tim Burr. Oh, God. <laughs> But, uh, and I remember Dave Chappelle when he first started out, down uh, hanging out at the uh, Comedy Cellar and uh, Chris Rock at the comic strip. God, he was so young. But everybody loved him. He was a cute kid, you know. Everybody loved him. Even when he wasn't doing well, they loved him. So you need that personality, too, you know. Not only the writing, the personality, you know. I, I've, you know, I see everybody. I've seen people that are great bomb. Really. Uh, I seen Robin Williams at Catch a Rising Star. Did uh, seven minutes to silence. Robin Williams, seven minutes to silence. Sam Kennison, ate big time. Big time ate it. Uh, Jackie Mason, I was working with him at the uh, Rodney Dangerfields. And he just ate it big time. He ate it so bad he just walked off the stage. I mean, after 15 minutes, it just, I had to run back up there and do another 45 minutes. I mean, it really gets hard. You'd be surprised. I've had it. I've had it, yeah. But the thing is, you got to keep going. You don't stop. You don't, you don't let your ego get in the way, you know. And uh, I guess that happens to some of these guys. They just, you know, they're so used to getting with their way. And then when they meet a group of people, you know, sometimes, like I do the show for photographers, now, when you work for a group, now it's a corporate show. They're paying me a lot of money. And I was in Hershey Park, Hershey, Pennsylvania, I think. Yeah. Some hotel there. I forget the name of the damn place. Anyway, it's all photographers, and the boss is there, the head guy. So you know if the boss doesn't laugh, they're not going to laugh because they don't want to look bad. They don't want to make the boss look bad. So that's hard on me. I just plowed through. I just kept thinking of the money. <laughs> You know, 4,000, 4,000, 4,000, 4,000. And before I knew it, I look at my watch going, yay! And I got off stage, you know. And the guy said, actually came up to me, he goes, you're very funny. It's just that they're, I think they were afraid to laugh. I go, no kidding, really. Ask me if I care. <laughs> uh, I did a show with the Mirage, right? This is a weird one. They flew me in from Vancouver. And uh, I was wearing a leather jacket. And I forgot it was August. 
I get off the plane. I walk outside into the street with my leather jacket on, and I fell to my knees. It was 107 degrees. I said, what the hell is it? So I finally got to the Mirage. And it's a note, you know, in my room. Uh, Please call this number and talk to the to the guy that hired me, right? So I'd like to meet you downstairs and talk over the show. And I said, great. So I go down there. And he's, and he's telling me all the things that he's going to do and the people that he's bringing up to the show. And and I'm going, oh, my God, this is going to be wild. I don't, I don't know what to expect from this guy, you know. And then we'll have Mr. Pace. That'll be you. You'll come up. And I want you to do, oh, five minutes. No, no, seven minutes. And I said, seven minutes? Uh, yeah, excuse me. I went in the bathroom and I started jumping up and down. Yes, yes, yes. You know, I'm getting like $3,800 to do seven minutes. Are you kidding? So <laughs> I did 10 minutes. So he got mad at me. Would you believe this? But uh, my daughter keeps telling me I should write a book about all these experiences. Yeah, but yeah, I'm pretty sure there's a lot of other comics thinking the same thing, you know. So, uh, anyway, I'm going to go and enjoy the day today. Today's the 8th. It's a, a Sunday, and it's a beautiful day outside. And I keep looking at that park. I think I'll just take a walk over there. The wife is almost finished drying her hair, and uh, we'll take a nice walk and relax. And then, uh, I don't know, I'll, I'll cook something tonight. I'm thinking of making eggplant parmesan. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, with a nice salad, a glass of wine. And then, uh, who knows? Could get lucky. <laughs> anyway, thanks for listening to The Inner Mind with me, Frankie Pace. You guys are great. Love you all. Have a great week. Bye-bye.